You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Play action. Jones in the pocket. Crosby giving chase. And on top of him at the 45. Jones tried to sneak out to the right, and it looked like he tripped over his tight end, and then Crosby got on top of him. Third down shotgun to DeVito. Pressure up the middle. Out to his right. Gets away from one. Can't get away from the second. Adam Butler and Max Crosby combine on the sack back at the 35-yard line. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings, here's your boy Q. Q. Yes, yes, yes. Here we are live from Buffalo Wild Wings. We do it every single Friday. It's Unnecessary Roughness. Raider Nation Radio 920. Again, on a Friday, heading into the weekend, excited about another opportunity. Week 10 in the NFL, it got underway on Thursday night football with the Chicago Bears getting the victory over the Carolina Panthers in what was pretty much a snooze fest. But the Chicago Bears won multiple times because not only did they get the victory, but they also picked up uh, a little bit better standings as far as their uh, their draft spot goes for 2024's draft. And if they decide to move on from Justin Fields and go get a quarterback, they're going to be great in position. Uh, right now they're sitting there at number one and number four as far as the draft spot goes. So, uh, yeah, they won multiple times in that game, but it was not the – the most pleasing to the eyes as far as that performance went. But it's week 10 NFL action. Myself and Ari both lost in our NFL pickums. We both went with Carolina, and there you go. So that's how those things go. So we're both 0-1, but we've got a long slate of games still to take advantage of and pay attention to uh, on Sunday and, of course, Monday night football. But we're here, Silver and Black Talk, all afternoon long, the next three hours. Again, uh, Ari's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm at Buffalo Wild Wings, 65 East Horizon, Horizon Ridge in Henderson. If you want to come on by, hang out with us. There's a lot of folks here already in attendance. My man Vegas Jess is in the building. Uh, got some other folks here in the building as well that are ready to be in Allegiant Stadium on Sunday night. My man Harry Ruiz just wrapped up his show on uh, Deportes, did a hell of a job. And uh, there's a baseball team here celebrating. And it seems like every time we're here, there's a baseball team celebrating. And that's cool, man. You get a baseball team out here, a little league team out here on a Friday, hanging out at Buffalo Wild Wings. It doesn't really get too much better, right? So uh, they're here in attendance, and a lot of folks are out as, uh, you know, a lot of folks are celebrating and recognizing Veterans Day. And as my man Vegas Jess is a veteran. So thank you, Jess. We appreciate you, brother, and we appreciate all the veterans out there as well. Uh, if it wasn't for you, there would be no us. There would be no me. There would be no uh, radio show. You know, everything that you gave, the ultimate sacrifice, we definitely appreciate it. We definitely don't want it to ever go unnoticed and, and not talked about. So, again, thank you so much, and I will continue to thank you throughout the course of the show. But the show I'm excited about this afternoon is I'm excited about every time we get an opportunity to speak with you and, and, and talk some Raider football and just chop it up three hours long, three hours strong. Some of the good guests that we have coming up today, starting at 2.30, Dennis Wozak. Dennis Wozak Jr., as a matter of fact, from the AP, AP Sports, AP NFL, does a great job, covers the Jets like a glove. He'll join us to talk all things Jets, kind of give us our final preview of what to expect from the Jets as they come into Allegiant Stadium. Struggling on offense, really good on defense, but the one Achilles heel that they have on defense is what? Stopping the run. What's the one thing that we know that the Raiders want to do? Run the ball. So it's funny that both these defenses come into the game pretty good. Really good. I mean, the Jets are, are phenomenal, and the Raiders' defense has been really good. But the two things that they struggle in is stopping the runs from both teams. They're the last two in the league when it comes to stopping the run, 31st and 32nd. So uh, I think there will be a lot of running coming up on Sunday night at Allegiant Stadium. But Dennis Wazak Jr. will join us at 2.30 to give us our final preview of the Jets. 
at 3 o'clock, the voice of the silver and black, Jason Horowitz. We usually catch up with him once a week or once every couple weeks, and uh, he'll join us at 3 o'clock to give us his impressions of what he saw on Sunday at Allegiant and uh, Antonio Pierce's first opportunity to be the interim head coach and uh, that team that went out there and picked up the victory over the Giants. He'll talk about that, and then we'll also talk about this upcoming game, the Jets, and just really the trajectory of the whole season, you know, where the Raiders are. Look, it's been up and down. It's been a roller coaster ride so far through nine weeks. But when it's all said and done, regardless, the Raiders are still in the thick of things, right? I mean, they win this game on Sunday night, and there's no guarantee that they're going to win. They have to go out there and put their best foot forward. They'll be 5-5. Five and five. They'll be right there in the mix, which is crazy to think about just because of all the goings-ons that's happened. And normally when you fire a coach in the middle of the season or some point in the season, you're already out of it. And, and think about this. Through nine weeks last season, the Raiders were what? 2-7. and seven. That was a wrap. That was a wrap. They were 2-7 and seven last year, so you already knew what time it was. Well, now they're sitting there right now at 4-5 and five with an opportunity to go 5-5, five and five, and all bets are off once that happens. So, uh, again, just got to see. Uh, got to take it one game at a time. Can't, you know, look too far ahead. But there could be some good things happening for the Silver and Black. We have to see one game at a time. Jason Horowitz will join us coming up at 3 o'clock. At 4 o'clock, Nick Shook from NFL.com. He'll join us. We'll scatter shoot, go all around the league. We'll talk about that game last night, the Bears in and the Carolina Panthers will talk about Bryce Young, talk about C.J. Stroud, uh, talk about what games we're looking forward to this week. And, of course, i got to get his thoughts on the Raiders and what's going on since they've uh, relieved Josh McDaniels of his duties. He, he's one of the guys I was on the radio doing ESPN National Radio Show game night, and he texted me immediately when, it, when the news broke on Halloween night and just kind of had a LOL. So there you go. Uh, it's, you know, he, he kind of knew what time it was and what was going on and just the fact that it was – you know, just a weird time for the Silver and Black. So we'll talk all things NFL with Nick Shook coming up at 4 o'clock. Then at 4.30, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com joins us each and every uh, each and every Friday at 4.30 to talk about where to place your money, who to place your money on. We'll talk a little college football. UNLV, they're in uh, action tonight. are going up against Wyoming at Allegiant Stadium. That's going to be a really good game. So uh, he'll talk about that. And then we'll talk about a couple of NFL games as well. Lee Sterling for ParamountSports.com. Dot com. So as you can tell, we have a very busy show. Dennis Wazak at 2.30, Jason Horowitz at 3, Nick Shook from NFL.com at 4, and Lee Sterling will close out our guest lineup. Also, uh, Vinny Bonsignor just sent us over some sound from Josh Jacobs in the Raiders locker room. So uh, we'll get that into the show at some point. Not sure when, but we'll get it. Get that in. You'll hear from Josh Jacobs. And, of course, Raider Nation, we want to hear from you at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Again, we're at Buffalo Wild Wings, 65 East Horizon Ridge, uh, right here in Henderson. Can't miss us. Uh, lots of uh, room to come and hang out and uh, have a few beverages and have some food and head into the weekend the right way. A lot of TVs going right now. So they got uh, ESPN on one TV. They got the Pat McAfee show. NFL Network's on another show. Oh, TV. Uh, there's soccer on another one. Basketball. There's whatever you want you can get. There's a lot of uh, conversation going on about Michigan and Jim Harbaugh and the suspension that is rolled down and the fact that he's not going to be allowed to be on the sideline coaching. But he can coach throughout the week but he can't coach on the sideline during the game. So, yeah, there's that. So there's tons of conversations, tons of sports, a lot of room to come and have a good time, get your food on, get your drink on, and like I said, get you ready for the weekend. 65 East Horizon Ridge Parkway, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. we got a bunch of prizes, got some jerseys and some T-shirts on the table here, got some tickets, UNLV tickets, and a whole lot more. My man Angel sitting by. Uh, he's going to get you hooked up like a dump truck. All you got to do is come on by and say what's up. You don't have to jump through any hoops. Just say hello. Say hello, shake our hands, and uh, you're going to get hooked up just like that. With that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. 
the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. So it's the last show before a Raiders game, so we always keep it, you know, keep it the, the same. Always want to ask about the keys to victory. What is it going to take for the Raiders to go into Allegiant Stadium, take it on the Jets that has that really good defense, and get a victory? So I ask you, Raider Nation, of course, like I always do at 702-365-9200, the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword r What's it going to take for the Raiders to get a win Sunday night football against the Jets? Also, who do you believe has a, di- has a chance to be the difference maker in this game for the Raiders? You know, that's really the more intriguing part of even the question, right? What is it going to take for the Raiders to win, but who's going to be that difference maker? You know, there was multiple difference makers, I feel, in the game against the Giants last Sunday. You know, offensively, you look at Josh Jacobs, almost went for 100 yards. He was the tone setter offensively as far as I'm concerned. Defensively, you had Max Crosby, three sacks that he came up with, and now he's at nine and a half sacks on the season, second in the league right now. He was definitely a difference maker. But – I thought Bo Hardigree was a difference maker as well, just the play calling that he had, the way that he was getting the play call into Aiden O'Connell. I mean, there's an argument that you could have for him being the, a difference maker. Hell, you could make an argument that Antonio Pierce was a difference maker in the game last week against, uh, against the Giants. So I throw that out there to you as well. 6987, keyword R&R, so don't be broke.com, text line, and the phone line is 702-365-9200. Who do you believe will be the difference maker for the silver and black, and what is it going to take for the Raiders to get a victory? versus the Jets and I guess I'll start I guess I'll lead things off and and just as far as what it's going to take like the keys to victory as far as I'm concerned the Raiders are going to have to do everything they can to stop the run now they're not good at stopping the run they're giving up 138 yards a game on the ground the other thing is the Jets are giving up 137 yards (laughs) per game on the ground so again they're right there you know neck and neck 31 and 32 in the league respectfully but I do believe that the Raiders have to do everything they can they can't just fall in love with pinning their ears back and trying to get to the quarterback They've got to do everything that they can to stop the run or slow down the run, right? If you slow down the run, especially early in the game, and get a little bit of a lead, then all of a sudden you make the Jets one-dimensional. Then you make them a passing team. And I don't think that they're good enough to climb out of the hole. I, I look at the Jets' offense the same as I look at the Giants' offense. If you get up on them early, they're not going to climb themselves out of that hole. They're not good enough to do that. And that's not sounding disrespectful or trying to be sounding disrespectful to the team. It's just reality. You know, the Raiders have struggled to score throughout the course of the year until last week. Well, the Jets have struggled to score throughout the course of the year, period, right? I mean, they are terrible as far as the uh, uh, points per game that they're scoring. They're not good at all. So, again, as long as you get on top of them early, you have a good opportunity to find a way to win that game because, again, they're just not that team that's going to battle from behind and, uh, you know, and and come back and and win that game. But you got to get on top of them early. And, and the way to do that is to slow down the run. I don't think you're going to completely stop the run by any stretch of the imagination, right? That's just that's too hard to do for any team in the league, let alone the Raiders, who are struggling to, to slow down the run. But they've got to do their, the best they can, get off the field a couple times early, and hope that the Raiders' offense is clicking early with uh, a Bo Hardegree and Aiden O'Connell and, of course, a healthy jo- dose of Josh Jacobs. And that leads me to my second point of what the Raiders have to do to get a victory. As much as the Jets want to run the ball, so do the Raiders. Josh Jacobs is going to have to be a difference maker. One of the guys that I, I talked about, who do you believe is going to be a difference maker? It's got to be Josh Jacobs. What I loved about what Antonio Pierce said a couple Wednesdays ago when he was introduced as the interim head coach is he said Josh Jacobs knows what his role is to this team. He's the heart and soul of this team, so he knows how important he is. And Antonio Pierce is not going to shy away from it, just like the Jets aren't going to shy away from Brees Hall. 
I mean, it's really it's going to be one of those games where I feel like you're going to see so much of the run game between the Jets and the Raiders. So that could it could potentially balance itself out. So who's going to be the who else is going to be a difference maker for the Raiders? Like who else is going to step up and, and do something in a major way to help them get this victory? A victory that I think that they should have. I mean, I picked them to win this game. I think that they should they should win it. But they got to go out there and they got to execute and they got to play at a high level. So Another difference maker, and I, I don't want to be that guy that falls in love with what I saw last, but I feel like defensively it could be a guy like Amik, one of those guys in the secondary to make a play, right? When Zach Wilson has to throw the ball, he can, but he can also turn the ball over. I feel like the Raiders have an opportunity to create a couple turnovers in this game. They've been pretty good at doing that. Came up with a couple turnovers last game. They're doing a pretty good job of that. So I feel like there's somebody in that secondary, Amik Robertson, maybe Marcus Peters. He's had his hands on about three or four balls. He's only come away with one, had the, the pick six against Detroit. He's been there in position to make plays. He just hasn't made them consistently. Somebody in that secondary I feel like is going to make a, a pretty big play or should make a, very, a pretty big play for the Raiders. It really helps them do what they need to do, get them in a short field, set the offense up for success, or even potentially score like Marcus Peters did. So I'm only going to go with two guys. There's, there could be, you know, plenty of different difference makers. There could be plenty of different ways you go with that. But those are the two that I'm going to roll with. I'm going to roll with – and really, I guess I didn't really answer the question when I say someone in the secondary. I'll just roll with Amik just, just so I have at least one name out there. But Amik on, on the defensive side of things. And then uh, – and then what's up? How you doing? Appreciate you being here, brother. Yeah, so uh, Meek Robinson on the defensive side of things, and then I'll look at Josh Jacobs on the offensive side of things because I think they have to set the tone uh, with the run game. We'd love to hear from you. 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword R&R. Again, we're at Buffalo Wild Wings, 65 East Horizon Ridge Parkway. Uh, this is off the text line from the 909. QB1's football intelligence, commanding his offensive line, recognizing what the defense is coming at him, and getting the ball to his weapons. That's going to be the key to victory. So Aiden O'Connell and his football intelligence, and he showed that he has it. That's a good thing. He's shown that he has it. I mean, I know he's a rookie, and he's going to make rookie mistakes, but being able to, you know, set up the protection like he did last week against the Giants, that was a big deal. The Giants' defense that came in, and they were pretty hot. They, they really were. And so for him to be able to do what he was able to do and stay upright, not get sacked at all, not turn the ball over, that was a big deal. Now this Jets' defense is much better than the Giants even are. But getting the ball out quickly, like you mentioned, having that uh, – having the command of, of, of the offensive line. Now, Colton Miller is going to be an issue, right? He didn't practice today. He's doubtful for Sunday. He's not ruled out. There's some people already saying on Twitter that he's out, and he very well might be, but they haven't ruled him out officially yet. He's doubtful. That could be a big deal at that left tackle position. Thayer Mumford did practice in full today, so I would assume if Colton Miller is out, Jermaine Illuminor will kick over to the left side, and Thayer Mumford will be the right tackle. So that's obviously something to pay attention to, the health of the offensive line. Not a good game for their, for uh, Colton Miller to miss. Only because the Jets, they, they could pin their ears back and get to the quarterback. So that's going to be unfortunate. But we'll see. We'll see what happens between the course of now and Sunday night football. Uh, 805 Raiders said, can we get a Tyree Wilson breakout game on Sunday night? Please, let's go. That's again from 805 Raider. And I feel like Tyree's getting better and getting better and getting better. And he's just got to keep getting reps, man. The more reps he gets, the better. It really is. I mean, he got a half a sack last game. I thought he picked up his second sack of the, of the season, but it was just a half sack. Him and Robert Spillane split one, but that's okay. He's getting there. And the one thing I do really appreciate about what Tyree Wilson's been able to do 
we already knew that he's a guy that can get to the quarterback. But it was always going to be a question, like, how good was he going to be against the run? And he's been doing pretty well against the run, right? He's been getting down the, the line pretty quickly and, and helping out in a major way against the run. Now, it hasn't been perfect, and the Raiders still struggle to stop the run, but Tyree has been showing that he could do that as well. So I can really appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, Tyree Wilson breakout game would be awesome. I'm there with you. I'm okay. Uh, would love to see that. Uh, Max in Vegas said, Q, I think the ultimate difference maker is going to be Aiden O'Connell. Is he going to be a Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde? Is he going to play like he did against the Chargers? Or is he going to play like he did against the Giants? Hoping to make, the Raiders make a serious statement in this game. Thanks. It's Max in Las Vegas. And, you know, I, I feel like, and this is why I was against him starting against the Chargers, because I feel like what he needs is what he's getting now, reps, right, reps. And I guess it was good that he got the, the start so he knew what it looked like against the Chargers. But I just wanted him to get more reps, more reps, more reps. So once he gets in there, let him go. Let it rip. And that's what they're doing. And so I feel like he's going to have an opportunity to continue to grow. And he really learned a lot from that experience, uh, you know, against the Giants. And, you know, just even going into the game in, in, in mop-up duty against the, the Bears, I mean, he's, he seems like he's figuring it out. And the team seems like they have confidence in him. I mean, we get into the locker room, we ask about Aiden O'Connell to any of the players. They seem pretty confident in him. So I think that that's a really good thing. But, um, yeah, I, I, think he'll, I think he'll do a good job. But this Jets defense is going to be tough. So as long as he eliminates the mistakes, he should be okay, especially if they lean heavily on the run game. You know, speaking of leaning heavily, this could be a game that Michael Mayer shows up in a pretty big way too, right? Because, of course, the, the Jets are going to be focused in, and they're going to have their big-time defensive backs on Devontae, on Jacoby, you know, even trying to lock up uh, Hunter. But there's a chance that Michael Mayer could play a big role in this, especially if he's out there to, to, to block so Josh could run. And then maybe they, they – you know, kind of fall in love with him blocking, and he's able to leak out and get a couple catches as well. This could end up being a pretty big Michael Mayer game. So a little side note, just something else to look at, uh, you know, just to focus in on this game. Brad and Concord said, I think the key to the game will be the ability to keep riding that high from last week. We know the talent's been there, so if they can keep rolling and that pump that generated uh, sound and, and that energy by Pierce, I think the outcome will be fine. Lastly, I have a feeling a difference maker will be Hunter. He got a little reminder uh, last week for what he does and this could be the game to get his involvement and start get back and start hearing third and Renfro once again that's Brad and Concord uh thanks for that text and now that you know he could be he could be a difference maker as well and the thing about it is the Raiders have so many difference makers they have so many guys that you could quantify and say that yeah this guy could step up and have a big game Devontae Jacoby Josh Hunter right Michael Mayer all these guys, I mean, there's so many different guys on the offensive side of things that could be difference makers. And then, like I mentioned, there's dudes on the defensive side that could be difference makers as well. Max Crosby always is a difference maker, always. Tyree Wilson, maybe he has a breakout game like uh, was suggested earlier on the text line. There's multiple guys that could do it. Can a guy like Marcus Peters or Meek Robertson or, you know, Jacorian Bennett, he's in the game. Spillane, any of these guys, you know, can they make Tray Trayvon Merrick who's having a good season? Marcus Epps, right? I mean, any, any of these guys. I asked uh, uh, Antonio Pierce about Marcus Epps earlier today. He had a really good answer. You'll hear from uh, Coach Pierce probably around 3.30 on the show today. So they, they've got the dudes to get it. They just got to go out there and execute and make it happen. One quick text from Sir Whiskey Ray said, Happy Friday, gentlemen. Let's get at it. This week's key to victory for our Raiders. I'm going to start off by saying Allegiant Stadium must be loud on defense. We need sacks and three turnovers. Another key to victory is... Our offense must sustain long drives and score touchdowns. Let's keep our defense fresh and, uh, and tire out their defense. 
That's it. Let's go, Raiders. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Thank you for that. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, let's get a couple quick calls in real quick at 702-365-9200. Passionate Raider, you're up first. What's on your mind? What's up, Q? Good afternoon, man. It's Friday. We all know what's coming, Q. And I think the key to this game, Q, is, is, is what we're built for all year long. And what gives me confidence about this game this weekend is AP. There's no, there's no hesitation. There's no stuttering. He knew uh, Colt Miller might be down. No, n- not a stutter. Let's go. Next, he, and being in that room with those offensive linemen, he, I really think that this guy's got a handle. He knows how to play defense. He knows what he has, and he knows what it takes to win. We have to stop the run, and we have to run the ball. If we can get up on them early, Q, and we can score touchdowns on our drives, our defense has been stopping. All year long, our defense has been stopping. It's been the offense. Aiden O'Connell comes out. We set our tone early, Q. Score a touchdown. Come out, stop. Score a touchdown. Come out, stop. Rest of the game is Josh Jacobs' time. Because I don't care what JT's howling all day long about this cornerback on the Jets, dude. This kid has got one touchdown pass in eight, what, six games? They've got eight offensive touchdowns. This kid does not scare me. Tyson Bates is a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. We ain't scared of no Zach Wilson in our house on Sunday night. Passionate Raider fired up right there. And, look, Sauce Gardner is a dude, man. Sauce Gardner could play, right? I think that's who you were talking about. It sounded like that's who you were talking about. Sauce Gardner could play. He's not quite at the same level that he was last season, but uh, he could definitely play. So, uh, Zach Wilson, I, don't, I wouldn't worry about him either. Uh, he's not a guy that's, you know, going to scare anybody. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to think that. Uh, they got, they're they're going to they're gonna butter their bed, bread by the way of the run game. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Let's go out to Hardcore Raider. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy Friday. First of all, I just want to say salute to all my uh, fellow veteran brothers and sisters, yes. as well as uh, active duty. And I uh, just want to say thank you for your sacrifice. Um, yes, you too, man. Th- thank you for your service. Hey, th- 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 thank you, brother. Uh, it means a lot to me. I appreciate that a lot. So I want to talk about Josh Jacobs uh, real quick here, bud. Um, all right. So, you know, he got interviewed last week after the game, and it was something along the lines of, like, you know, did he feel refreshed or did he feel, like, more down? And Jacobs essentially said that he's, uh, you know, ready to rock and roll kind of thing. So the good thing, uh, depending on how you look at it from the previous regime, is they did not utilize Jacobs very much. So he's only got about 506 rushing yards this year. We're hitting the back end of the season, so he can definitely get this thing cooking and finish the season out strong, especially with defenses probably wearing down and heading into some cold-weather months. Uh, Jacobs only needs 662 yards this season, and he'll be the second all-time uh, Raiders rushing leader right behind Marcus Allen. He needs three more touchdowns, and he'll pass Pete Bonanzac, uh to be second all-time uh, running back uh, for a touchdown. So I'm definitely looking forward to getting Jacobs involved. It really only averages out to about 82 rushing yards per game for Jacobs. And then I agree with you on the turnovers. If you look at the Jets, they've had uh, 13 turnovers total, uh, eight interceptions, five fumbles. So they're good at, uh, you know, knocking that ball out. So Jacob's going to have to hold that ball strong. And then yeah. uh, the Raiders, we have um, eight interceptions, two fumbles. You know, so we've done a lot better than last year. But the difference is, if you look at turnover differential, we're at negative six. 
and the Jets are at zero. So even though we're going against an offense that struggles, uh, we can't leave this game uh, not, you know, having the, the turnover differential being in their favor and not in our favor. So with that being said, I'd love to see Trayvon Morig or maybe Marcus Epps get uh, involved again with uh, some interceptions, uh, help our defense cook. And the last thing I'm just going to say is about momentum. Uh, you know, I felt like, you know, there's a lot of people saying we can't keep this momentum up, you know, and I get it. I understand why, but, but I'm going to say this, dude. Like, I felt like going into this season, I felt like it was disingenuous of maybe the previous regime not setting expectations higher, meaning the Super Bowls in Vegas. So if I was this coach, I would go out and I would let them all know, as I'm sure they do, but I would let them all know that this is, you know, this is it, man. This is a make or break. This is what we got to do to make the playoffs is this game. I mean, it's one game at a time. But if we don't win this game, you might as well scratch it off. So I would set those expectations, put our eye on the prize, and that's playoffs, baby. We're going to go out and beat these Jets, and we'll move on from there, and we'll keep it rolling. Appreciate you. Keep up the good work, and let's go Raiders. Hey, good call. Good call, my man. Thank you. I appreciate you. It's funny you mentioned the Super Bowl. <laughs> funny. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's week 10 of the NFL season. I had my former, uh, my former program director, David Smoke, sent me a text this morning super early. and was like, hey, uh, have you heard anything about the Super Bowl? And I was like, no, not yet. Uh, usually we'll find out something like in, in November or early December. We'll get some kind of email. And I promise you, I think he had texted me, and then maybe 10 minutes had gone by after I responded, and all of a sudden we got the email about the Super Bowl. So, yeah, we're already filling out our information for credentials for Super Bowl. That's going to be obviously in February. But that's how quickly this season has gone by. We're already in week 10. That is nuts. But, yeah, just you bringing up the Super Bowl made me think about the back-and-forth conversation I had earlier today with my guy David Smoke talking about the Super Bowl. And, yeah, here we go. Uh, let's get one more quick call in, and then we'll uh, get to Dennis Wyzak, AP Sports, AP NFL, talking all things Jets. Shields up. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? What's up, Q? How you doing, man? I'm blessed, man. How are you? You called it, man. Michael Mayer, that's, that's my guy. That's my breakout guy for this game, man. If you watched last week, he, he blocked really well in that single-back zone stretch because we didn't have Yacob Johnson. And he created space. And I think he's going to do it. Uh, they're going to do a lot of zone stretch on this game. And uh, when they run that single back, what I would like to see then if they establish a run and those linebackers come up, keep Jacobson to block, max protect, and bombs away. Because we'll have three receivers out there. Bombs away. Set him up on that. I call maybe 24-6. A Raider win. Shields up. Let's go, Michael Mayer, man. Hey, good stuff, good stuff. Great call, Shields up. Appreciate you. And, yeah, Michael Mayer, he could be a difference maker in this game. He really can, especially with the skill position guys that the Jets have on defense. Uh, they're going to be lining up against Devontae. They're going to, you know, you're going to see a lot of sauce on, on, on Devontae. You're going to see a lot of DJ Reed on Devontae. They don't really travel too much. They really just kind of line up, and wherever you're lined up, they go. So I think it's going to be a lot of chess matches between Bo Hardegree and then the Jets defense. And that really sets it up for Josh Jacobs to have a, a good game and also uh, Michael Mayer to be a, a chess piece that maybe they don't have an answer for. Really good call. Definitely appreciate that. Again, we're here at Buffalo Wild Wings, 65 East Horizon Ridge in Henderson. Come on by. My man Angels rolled out all these different prizes, stuff I didn't even know we had. We got the jersey. We got T-shirts. We got cups. We got koozies. We got that bottle opener. We got some uh, hookup at TI. Looked like some tickets to an event. 
Oh, yeah, man, we're, we're good to go. All you got to do is come on by, say what's up, and, uh, and, and do the damn thing. My man Vegas Jess is celebrating Veterans Day. Again, it's tomorrow, but we're celebrating it today. And, and uh, again, thanks to all the veterans out there and, and all the active uh, military as well uh, for continuing to have our back and, and hold us down the way that you can and not all of us can, including myself. So I definitely appreciate you, and we appreciate you in a major way. But shout-out to the veterans as uh, we got to make sure we show that love on Veterans Day. Coming up next, Dennis Wazak, AP Sports, AP NFL, talking all things Jets. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padilla. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by PortaSubs. Make sure you check out PortaSubs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas-area PortaSubs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at PortaSubs.com. Even Aaron Rodgers wasn't saying anything this week about we got to give a hot Zach Wilson. It's like he said, I, I'm done with that. I haven't heard one player anonymously on the record saying we've got to come together to stay behind Zach Wilson. There's way too much of that chatter now with the not defending Zach Wilson. It's everybody saying we've given up on you. What are you going to do about it? You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings. We are at Buffalo Wild Wings, 65 East Horizon Ridge Parkway. Come on by. Henderson, we're hanging out. We'll be here till 5 o'clock. Got all kind of different prizes for you from T-shirts to jerseys, cups, koozies, tickets, all kind of stuff. So come on by. Say what's up. Celebrate Veterans Day with us and uh, get you some, some food in your belly and get some drink in your system as well. And uh, go into the weekend the right way. Get ready for uh, Sunday night football, Raiders and Jets at Allegiant Stadium, as many people are doing. Matter of fact, right now, let's go ahead and get an update in our final little uh, look into the New York football Jets. And uh, what we're going to do with that is Dennis Wazak from the AP, AP Sports, AP NFL, joins us now here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. And Dennis, thanks so much for your time. As always, my man, definitely appreciate you. And right now, man, what's the state of the Jets, right? They're a team that has a defense that's playing really well. They're 4-4 four and four on the year. And their offense isn't really doing anything, right? And so I'm sure that there's some question marks What's the, what's the state of the, the team? How are they feeling right about now? Yeah, it, it's funny, too, because when, when you say that, they're 4-4 four and four right in the middle of the playoff hunt, it doesn't feel that way. Uh, if you look at the defense, you say, oh, yeah, you know, this defense is solid. They've, they've done their job. They've done its job, and, and uh, they've held the opposing quarterbacks uh, to lows for the season. But because of those offensive struggles, 4-4 four and four, seems a little more like two and six and really that's what this season could be uh if not for a couple of lucky bounces but you know that's what happens in football obviously but they know that they're kind of really you know just on that border of where things can go south in a hurry and I think that's where I mean this team just came off of a three-game winning streak Mm -hmm. uh again what was were they impressive wins not necessarily but they beat Philadelphia. Were there mistakes made by the Eagles? Yeah, but the Jets made, took advantage of them, and they, they won those games. And it's just you just kind of feel that they need to get something clicking, and you just wonder if it can actually happen. And I think that's what everybody is kind of doubting. From, 
from the fans to the media, and and you wonder if the defense at some point is just going to say, "Hey guys, you know, like what's up with this? We're we're doing what we're supposed to do. You're killing us, you know." And we saw that last year, so I think that's where they're at now. They don't want a repeat of what happened last season, where they just they just kind of fell apart on both sides because the defense was out there for so so long during games that. Uh, they just couldn't maintain that high level. Yeah, there's no doubt, right? And again, the defense is playing at a very high level and the offense is not supporting them like they should. And so there's been a lot of conversations about, well, change the quarterback, right? Get Zach Wilson out of there and put someone else in there. Do you think there's any chance that that could happen anytime soon? Uh, not yet. I mean, anything can happen now. I mean, I think kind of all bets are off because you're looking at a situation where this team knows it's got that defense that's good enough to make a playoff run. But the thing is, if they pull Zach Wilson, now, if they pull him in a game where it's his fault solely and he's just making terrible mistakes, I could see them uh, putting in a, a Tim Boyle who's a backup. But I think long-term, they, they don't want to do that yet. I don't think that, because once they take Zach Wilson out, that's it for Zach Wilson. I, I don't know that they can get him back and now you're looking at playing Tim Boyle, Trevor Simeon, and it's, I don't know that they believe that either of those guys could truly take them into a playoff hunt into December and through. And, you know, depending on what Aaron Rodgers does, you know, who knows if he comes back or not. But I think they still believe that Zach Wilson is their best chance because he's their best overall quarterback. And that says a lot. I mean, it, it, that's part of the problem, that their number two guy is a guy who just can't get this offense into the end zone. Right. Yeah, you can't score touchdowns, man. You're not going to win a whole lot of games. And believe me, I know the Raiders were struggling for a very long time. Matter <laughs> of fact, until last week to really score touchdowns. So I know all about that and all about the struggles. Again, Dennis Wazak is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness talking all things J-E-T-S Jets. And so the last time we saw the Jets was Monday Night Football. There was eight sacks. Zach Wilson took eight sacks. How much of that do you think was on him? How much of that was on the offensive line? I think it was half and half. I think some of those were just total breakdowns on the offensive line, uh, which has been really banged up all season. They, I think they will have their sixth offensive line combination, starting offensive line combination in nine games on, uh, on Sunday night. Mm. So there's been a lot of uh, inconsistency in terms of the personnel on the line. So, so that's one thing. But some of those other sacks, they were squarely on Zach Wilson, who – was holding the ball too long. So when you have a situation where you know your offensive line can't hold up, they can't keep Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack out of the backfield, you've got to kind of speed things up. And I, that's part of the issue with Zach Wilson, that he was just holding the ball too long and, and just waiting. And that's, you know, a second too long, and you're getting sacked. And it's, it, all of a sudden it's second and long and third and long. And that's what the problem has been for for the Jets and Zach Wilson in particular for a lot of this season. Uh, he, he needs to get the ball out quicker. And, and I think what they need to start doing is trying to get those small, short passing game uh, aspects going where you have Dalvin Cook out of the backfield, you have Brees Hall, you have a couple of tight ends who can make plays across the middle short. I think that's where uh, Nathaniel Hackett has to kind of kick things up a little bit because they're not taking shots down the field, and he's holding the ball too long. Just dump it off. And I think that's where you've got to see something click, and it's got to start this weekend. I mean, Max Crosby's going to be back in that backfield. You know, he's going to be hungry. Right. 
right. to go after Zach Wilson. So that I think that's where you got to see some improvement. So, I mean, the line and Zach Wilson are really the cause of those sacks last week for sure. Yeah, and that's going to be my next question was about 98, man. Max Crosby, how much of the conversation has been this week as the Jets prepare for this game for Sunday night has been Max Crosby and trying to slow him down because, well, you know he goes 110 miles an hour at all times. Right. <laughs> right, and and that has been uh, a topic of conversation. I think more so because we've been in the locker room and, and at the press conferences talking about him because he's just such a dominant force, you know, and, and uh, just from an objective standpoint, it's fun watching that guy because, like you said, he's, he's always on. He's got so much energy. That's a high motor. And the coaches, Robert Sala and Jeff Ulbrich, the defense coordinator, talked about that. And, you know, some of the guys on offense, too. And they, even Zach Wilson said, yeah, man, that, that dude's unbelievable. You know, he's, he's awesome. He's, he's always, you know, making plays. So they're well aware. Uh, but they've been well aware of pass rushers, you know, throughout the season. And they just haven't been able to come up with uh, the combination to stop a guy like that. So that'll be interesting and, and see, you know, what they can do uh, just protecting Zach Wilson and, uh, that's that's a key right there because, like I said, I talked about earlier with this, this offensive line being banged up and just being inconsistent. I mean, hey, Crosby's got to be he's got to be drooling at the thought, you know, just getting back there and, and uh, getting a few more sacks as he's done uh, Sunday night. Well, the Jets' defense is really good. We know that's one of the best in, in the league. They're very, very stingy, but they don't they don't stop the run as well as they'd like, right? I mean, it's funny. The Raiders don't stop the run very well, and the Jets don't either, right? They're the bottom two in the league. What has been the re- biggest struggles for the Jets? Why they're, they're so, you know, they're, like I said, so poor against stopping the run? I think, you know, when you look at it, that, that is funny. I'm actually writing something on the defense today, the AP, and how uh, the defense has done its job, except in that one area. Um, and, and I think it's because teams know that they can't throw on them and they can't do a lot of things that they can do against a lot of defenses. So they just start running and, and they give it to, you know, Austin Eckler who, who chewed him up and, and you know, guys like that. And Josh Jacobs is going to be another big test for them this weekend. And I think um, there's so much focus on that up front where they're, they're just like missing guys but it's missing getting into the gaps and getting into that position uh to stop the run and the the linebackers have been solid but that's that's an area where uh the Jets defense is definitely vulnerable well it's the same thing for the Raiders they're vulnerable there too like I said the Jets and the Raiders are both the bottom two when it comes to stopping the run and so in the in the Jets for their efforts to to win this game on Sunday and improve to five and four overall I'm assuming it's going to be a heavy dose of Brees Hall Brees Hall and oh yeah by the way some more Brees Hall (laughs) but that that's part of the the I think frustration that a lot of fans have is that that should be the combination. It should be Hall, 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 you know, but mm-hmm. I think that they just, I mean, they, they've kind of not done that. When you have a guy like Dalvin Cook as your backup and you're able to run Brees Hall and get those two guys going, and like I talked about in the short game, in the passing game, like using those guys too, man, it just seems like you got to do that. You got to right. run against them. And I mean, last week, the Jets, the worst passing defense in the Chargers and they couldn't do anything in the passing game against that defense so we'll see what happens I mean you would think that would make sense to run the ball against a a bad run defense or a struggling run defense but we'll see I I think I I 
love what Brees Hall brings. I think that guy, he's the engine that runs this offense. He truly is. And I think if they want to win, they've just got to keep feeding him. Just like the, you know, with the Raiders with Jacobs. It's like yeah. the same type of, uh, of uh, you know, approach. Again, we're talking with Dennis Wazak. We're talking all things Jets as they're on their way to Allegiant Stadium, Las Vegas, Sunday Night Football. A little primetime action here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Just got a couple more questions for you. How big is this game for the Jets? Like, in the grand scheme of things, how much or how close to a must-win is this one? Yeah, I, I, I think it, it really is one because – and they would never admit to that, right. but or acknowledge that. I, I think when you look at this game right after this, they've got you know some tough games at Buffalo and in a short week playing uh, Miami uh, on Black Friday. So you've got two tough division games coming up, and I mean that that's you lose this. I mean anything could happen in those division games. So you look at that game in Las Vegas, saying like this is a team we can beat. So we need to go out there and beat them. So, um, yeah, I think they're looking at it that way because, I mean, it, if you lose, this could turn into a, a three-game losing streak, a four-game losing streak, and they're no longer in the playoff hunt. And all of these dreams about Aaron Rodgers coming back <laughs> around Christmas and, and coming in, you know, playing again, like all of that goes down the drain. I wanted to ask you about that. I'm glad you said that. I, I wanted to ask because I have a theory that he's continuing to, you know, provide the hope that he's going to come back in December. And, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. How much of that is just keeping this team engaged and fired up, in, in your opinion, if any? I'm 100% with that thought because I see him out there before games throwing passes, and it's amazing. It really is. I mean, it, that the guy can take a couple of dropbacks and, and step into the throw on that that healing left uh, Achilles tendon, but is he truly going to be ready to play a month from now, you know, or five weeks from now? And um, if they're struggling so much now where you have a a really mobile athletic quarterback in Zach Wilson and he can't get things done, I mean, obviously one of Aaron Rodgers' strengths is his ability to get the ball out of his hand quick. But if he's got guys in his face, if you're Aaron Rodgers, do you want to risk it by coming back into this situation? So I think a lot of things need to improve before that's even a thought. But I, I think I do think, like you said, that that thought, that hope, I think it really is part of it. Because I think all of these guys look up to him and they see him working hard and believe, saying that he believes they could do something this year. So it's like, hey if Aaron is doing this and he's trying to get back, like, let's make it worth it. Like he, he believes in us. We need to believe in each other. So I think there is a big part of that for sure. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my feeling right there. Again, that would be, you just, un, just wild to see him return, but I can respect the fact that he's working hard and, and trying to motivate his team as well. Well, Dennis, fantastic stuff as always, my man, you mentioned that you're working on a piece about the run game and run defense. What are you working on that we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, that's, I think that's the, uh, the the main thing for now. And then, you know, I've written – I mean, it seems like I write about Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson every other day. So right. it was kind of nice to, to write a little something different about – about a part of the team that is actually doing well. I heard that. I heard that. Well, it's going to be fun, man. I look forward to a Sunday night football primetime action. Uh, the Jets and the Raiders. We'll see how it all shakes out. Two teams that really need a win really bad. Dennis, great stuff as always, my man. Thanks so much. I appreciate you. You got a cue anytime, my man. There he goes, Dennis Wozak right there, AP Sports, AP NFL. Really good job. 
covering the Jets like a glove. Definitely appreciate him and his efforts. And uh, there you go. That's the last final preview that we have of the Jets until, uh, well, Q's kickoff. We'll have that uh, at Allegiant Stadium about three hours ahead of time before kickoff Sunday night football. But uh, definitely appreciate Dennis Wazak and what he did. And, uh, hey, we got people coming by here at Buffalo Wild Wings and got plenty of prizes to give out. We do uh, have one less jersey. Jersey's gone. So just like that, man, all you got to do is come on by. They just said, hey, what do we need to, to do to get this jersey? And as I'm talking to Dennis, I'm just like, mm, it's yours. <laughs> it's yours. You can have it just like that. And so uh, they did. They took it. So uh, there's other stuff here for you, cups, koozies, bottle openers, T-shirts, whatever you want. Come on by. Say what's up. 65 East Horizon Ridge Parkway. Buffalo Wild Wings is a spot. 248 is the time. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. <laughs> Play action for DeVito. Steps up into the pocket. Down the middle of the field. Into double coverage. Intercepted Amik Robertson. At the 2. No one touched him. Down to the 15. Up to the 20. Still on his feet at the 30. 35 cuts up field. And finally brought down at the 40. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness. Live at Buffalo Wild Wings with your boy Q. We are live at Buffalo Wild Wings, 65 East Horizon Ridge Parkway in Henderson. Come on by, hang out with us, as many have already, as we're celebrating Veterans Day. Uh, come get some food, come get some uh, drinks, get ready for the weekend, and have a good time. Lots of uh, lots of good food flowing and drinks flowing right now here at Buffalo Wild Wings. We've got a lot of prizes that we're handing out as well. You just heard from Jason Horowitz. You'll hear from him coming up at the top of the hour. And Amik Robertson. All he does is kind of just make plays, right? Just always coming up with some kind of play, always around the ball. And it seems like, Raider Nation, I don't want to jinx anything, but that end zone is a, is a lucky end zone for Raider defenders, right? Amik's made multiple plays in that end zone. Max Crosby and Bilal Nichols combined for a safety in that end zone. Chandler Jones, when he was a member of the organization last year, had the, the, the walk-off touchdown that was into that end zone. It always seems like there's something going on, and it's that end zone. Uh, that was that was where Amik Robertson made that play on Sunday against the New York Giants. So we'll see what happens this upcoming Sunday. I'd love to see some more meat plays being made by Amik, my Marcus Peters, and a whole lot more. But we'd love to hear from you as well at 702-365-9200. As I mentioned, Jason Horowitz, the voice of the Raiders, joins us at the top of the hour. But uh, Robert in Portland, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey, Q. Uh, you remember the Steeler game when Highsmith and, uh, <laughs> you know, Watt had a good time. Yeah. I think uh, to prevent that on Sunday – I think we've got to do – remember against Denver, we hit Jacoby over and over again in the middle, over the middle, uh, because I think Adams and uh, Sauce are going to be going at it the whole game. And when Adams is, you know, uh, double-teamed when Sauce isn't on him, I think that's going to open it up for, for Jacoby. So my key guy is Jacoby because I think he's going to try to make up for last week's game when he was so frustrated. And the reason I say that is they're going to – O'Connell, you know, he is big enough to get the ball over Clinton Williams and those guys that are going to blow in on him. Yeah. And I think he's going to hit, you know, and I'm not talking about Renfro, I'm talking about Myers, because Myers can break him. Abdullah coming in for J- Jacobs is another guy I can I could see on some key plays, and I think Tucker. Those three guys, receivers, quick, quick passes could open the game up if we don't turn the ball over and we could possibly win this, which we didn't do against the Steelers because we did turn the ball over. Right. 
Good stuff, good stuff. Robert, thanks for the call. Definitely appreciate you, man. And, yeah, I mean, protect the ball at all costs, right? Protect the ball. But I like your, your thinking behind that. And, yeah, I think Devontae is going to have himself a day. I also think Devontae is going to get a little bit more fired up as well just because there's a lot of conversation between him and uh, Sauce Gardner, like who's going to win the battle. Uh, anytime you have a premier cornerback and a premier wide receiver, you know that it's going to be fun. So I think Devontae is probably going to get up a little bit more for this one. And uh, we, should, we should be excited by what we see. I do think it's going to be a hell of a show for Sunday Night Football. Thanks so much for that call. Got Raider Mike. I see you. We're going to try to get to you. we got Jason Horowitz coming up at the top of the hour. We'll try to get to you as well and maybe a couple texts. Uh, as soon as we can get Jason on, we will get Jason on. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings. We'll kick off hour number two next with Raider Nation Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com brought to you by Porta Subs.